<laughs> you know what West Coast is gonna tell me? This is too West Coast. You in my own And if you got a problem with that, then they need to go bang, bang, bang. And I'll be everywhere on the map, but I rep that West. 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 Come on. I rep that West. I rep that West. I rep that West. Turn it up. What the heck is up, y'all? We are back. Views from the Hill podcast. I got my boy Madge here. What's up? What's up? How you doing, dude? What's up, dude? I'm doing well. How are you? Heck yeah, dude. You ready to talk some Utes football, dog? I am, dude. It's funny that I'm on these because it's like I usually I only come in for, for Hunter on sports take for, for basketball stuff. Dude. Yeah, dude. Calls me like a basketball specialist, so. I mean, but you are, though, so yeah, don't, yeah, don't sure. undermine yourself, I dude. I consider myself like a, a knower of all sports in some regards, so it's fun to, fun to switch it up, get some, get some football up. Yes. Heck yeah, dude. Yeah. All right. So, recap last week. Utes beat Arizona 42 to 10. It was kind of a, a rounding. Wow. Heat. We, we beat them up. Yeah. Be- beat them up pretty good. Finally, the Utes played the offense that we expect them to play. Huntley was throwing dimes. He what? threw a pass over the top of the defense for the first time, I think, this year. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. It was lit. Was it the Simpkins, I think? And he just cooked? That was, I was so happy. It's good dude. to see. Yeah, no, no doubt. No doubt. No, it was good. It was good. Um, defense, outstanding, as always. Of course. Um, scoring was very consistent. We had 14 in the first quarter, 14 in the second, and then a touchdown in the next two. So, not bad. Um, they're spreading the ball a lot more. But granted, you know, before this game, I thought a lot. Arizona is the type of team that would beat us, you know, because Utah's the type of team that doesn't step up to the plate when you expect them to and then they do when you don't expect them to for sure which really pisses me off and if there's two like states that seem to always beat us it's washington and arizona arizona state beats us pretty frequently arizona beats us frequently washington and washington state beat us all the time so like that's definitely a game that is always on the counter it's like man the youths are gonna they're just gonna for whatever yeah. that game, <laughs> even if even if arizona sucks exactly and it, it was very nerve-wracking but we got rolled out with the dub, but now we're moving on to bigger and better things. But before we get to that, this week, or I should say yesterday, some news has dropped. Jack Tuttle is leaving. For those of you who don't know who Jack Tuttle is, highly touted quarterback. I think he was top three out of all quarterbacks in the country that was getting looked at, and he decided to come here. We were so stoked. I was so excited because he's a spread quarterback, and I was like, it's, you know, it's going to be different now. We're going to be able to get a new look. Well, that's all changed because he has decided to just get up on out of here. He has not publicly said anything, but finally today, actually, Whittingham did say we wish him the best, but we have nothing else to say about it, which obviously I think that Whittingham has already known for at least a minute, and they're just done with it. So they just kind of skip to it. Like the Bill Belichick... We're on, we're on to Kansas City kind of thing. So, whatever. What do you think about this match? How do you feel about losing this guy? I mean, he was the future, at least so we thought. Uh, I've, now that I've had a few days to... I swear, when, when did the news come out? Was it yesterday that it came out? It was yesterday. It was dropped by, um, I believe, 24-7 Sports, which is like through the youth side. And that's kind of 
where it kind of flew through. Since I've had a little bit of time to process it, it's annoying, right? Because I think about Zach Wilson over at BYU. He grew up a Utah fan. He was a Utes fan. And he had always planned to try and go and, and play football at the U. And the Utes apparently passed on him to get Tuttle. They, they were going to be committed to Tuttle, show Tuttle that, hey, we're not bringing anyone that's going to compete with you. You're going to be our guy. Uh, so he passed on someone like Zach Wilson, who's clearly also a very good quarterback, just for Tuttle to leave. But what I've calmed myself down to, and it was a good tweet that I saw on Twitter, I was actually from the, the Barstool Utes page, that the two best quarterbacks we've ever had at the U were both around two-star recruits. Alex Smith was a two-star recruit, and Brian Johnson was a two-star recruit. And so I kind of like calmed myself down and being like, all right, like, whatever, we can move on from Tuttle, we'll be fine. Um, but I mean, like, to me, it shows like a little bit of a, it's a knock on his character for him to just bail just because he didn't, he didn't start his first year. Right. I agree with that. I mean, I'm slowly getting over it. I'm just more upset because like, it almost feels personal. You know what I mean? It's like I was so excited. It's like a Gordon Hayward thing all over again. You're just like, dang, dude. Dang. Like, what up, dude? So I get his mindset. Like, you know, you want to play, but that's just not how it is all the time. Like, I know you're, you got a big head because you're coming out of high school, which, you know, you've been balling out, obviously. And then you have to come to a situation where you don't play. You have to sit and observe and potentially not play for two seasons, which makes sense. And I get that's frustrating. But what we have seen from most most players who have sat, you know, wherever it may be, they're the type of players that make it far because they learn, they observe, and they don't get hurt, and they perfect their game more kind of thing. And I was really hoping for that. But obviously, it's gone down the drain. So now we have to turn our sights and efforts to Jaden Daniels. He is a new guy that's we're trying to get. We are in, we're his top three to hopefully commit to. Um, what I last time I looked, it was like 69% for UCLA and then 19% for Utah. So odds aren't so much in our favor at the moment. But what I've heard is that he's more so going to he's leaning towards the Utes because they have that new dude at UCLA who is a freshman. So it's kind of like if he does go there, he's potentially sitting for three years if he were to stay, kind of thing. So. I don't know how I feel about it, but Jaden Daniels, we're going to talk about him a little bit. This guy's big, all right? Big, big recruit. Um, he's been looked at by, obviously, like I said, a lot of schools. He is looking more towards the Utes due to their style of offense. It's that read option type stuff. He is just like that. He's just like Huntley. He, I consider him more like to be like Shelly, a little bit more of an athlete in my mind. So I'm excited about that, but... You know, I again just frustrated because I'm tired of the read option. <laughs> I want to see something new, and I'd, it's whatever. But I don't know. What do you think, Mad? You think you think we got a shot with this guy, or how you feel? Or you just think you would just rather keep looking and try to like change it up? I don't know. I haven't. I mean, I haven't looked into the situation with him, so I don't know what our odds are. But um, I, I mean, I, I'm in. I'm in the camp of I'd love to see a pass heavy quarterback. And so, I I can't remember where I heard this. I had heard that there's a few quarterbacks that were in their potential list that are past first quarterbacks. But, I mean, who knows? Uh, thinking a little bit more about this Tuttle situation, I was, I, I'm was i so curious as to how much of an impact it was that 
in these few times that Shelley's come in to the game, I think he even got in against Arizona, how impactful it was for, for Tuttle that T- Shelley came in instead of him. You know, I agree. Because I can see why it's frustrating again, right? But I think the difference is Shelley obviously runs the offense like Huntley. That's just how it is. And Tuttle does not. Not saying that Tuttle isn't an athlete and can't run the offense the way they want it, but that's just not his style. The only way I truly thought and I only saw Tuttle getting in was if Huntley was to go down in like game one or two, they would have put Huntley in and they would have changed up the offense a little bit. Now, if it was like a short-term injury, they would have kept with Shelly because it's like we don't need to change anything. Let's just keep the guy that can run the same stuff. So it's hard. So I can see how impactful totally for sure that would have been on Tuttle just because you kind of had that idea because of the whole rule where it said if you you can play anyone up in the first four games and you can you don't have to you can still keep their red shirt it doesn't void it you would think they would use them a little bit you know and they didn't so I could totally see it I get it whether that's impactful or not I don't know but that's one that's that's all on Tuttle. We haven't heard from him yet, which I really hope we do. I think we all, as fans, and we deserve it, I think, just to kind of at least hear his side. Because I think I'd be a little butthurt if he just didn't say anything and just gone. That'd be a little frustrating, but whatever. You know what? We're, we're moving on with it. We'll get over it. It's kind of just one of those things, you know? For sure. So this week, guys, the Utes are taking on USC. This game right here, I believe, will decide who ends up making it to the Pac-12 championship game because USC is now at the top of the South standings after giving the work to Colorado. That's just how it is. Colorado was 5-0, and didn't have much competition, and that's in previous games. And we knew kind of going into, like, they were, what, 19th at that point, and Personally, I just didn't see them as good as a team as most people did, but it's because they just hadn't lost. But after seeing how they lost to USC, you could just tell that they weren't as good as a team as everyone thought. USC is still a very good team. Not as good as we all thought. I mean, they were ranked pretty high at the beginning of the year, as USC usually is. I think that just comes with the name kind of thing. For sure. So, ever since seeing that, I've felt... felt I feel pretty confident now after these last two weeks, how the Utes have been playing and how not so good USC actually is. So coming into this game, I think the defense is going to be probably the, you know, I st- probably the biggest key. Cause you have to obviously keep USC from scoring, but on the other hand, our offense needs to score. I think most of the time it's just like, it's a, it's the hope that the offense does enough. Exactly. You're never, you're never needing them to win for for us to win. I mean, of course, you'd love for them to put up more points, and you'd love Huntley to to be able to show you something. But if, for the Utes, it's always if you were we're just purely going off what we need to win. They just need to do enough because the defense will always carry us. Our secondary is always awesome. Our pass rush is good. Um, so you just hope that really the offense is clicking just enough to to get it done. Yeah, and that's the thing. So, like, because the way the Utes' defense plays, 
the offense only truly needs to get maybe 21 points because it's doable at that point. If our offense can put up three scores, the defense can do its job. And I believe we can win off that. Now it's just if the offense can do it. If they spread the ball around, open up some lanes for Zach Moss, who is a phenomenal guy, then they're also getting with Ahmad Shine in there, which is nice because he's a very, very quick guy. He's a lot quicker than Moss, but Moss has more power, and he has he still has speed, though, with that power, which is kind of nice. So they spread the ball around, get some open lanes, but then when they're doing that, the defense is going to suck in thinking about Moss and Ahmad Shine. Then here we are jumping it to Covey. You have all these weapons. Huntley just needs to get the ball to him on a decent throw. I'm tired. I'm tired of seeing 80 mile an hour four yard passes. We don't need to see that. And I had a little bit of confidence was regained into Huntley when he did finally get an over the top defensive pass. Yeah, his touch has come back a little bit in the past. A little few bit, games. exactly. But that's the first one I've seen all season that was good, like a good over the top. Because all the other ones are sketchy. They're either underthrown or. Way overthrown. <laughs> Way and, overthrown. That's, that's a signature. <laughs> yeah, it's a problem. And you know, he's getting rid of the ball. He's not just standing in the pocket, staring at the back of his lineman's forehead. Like, it's just ridiculous. Like, how often he just sits in there for 10, 15 seconds at a time. Because, like, at that point, do something. Because, obviously, if you're there for that long, chances are no one's going to get open. No one obviously was open. Either run, which I don't, he doesn't do very well all the time. Just throw it. Which he's been better. Just getting rid of the ball. So I'm excited to see that. But this USC team, you know, they've got some good dudes. Um, so last week, USC's top guy was their receiver, Michael Pittman. He had 155 yards and two touchdowns. So he's kind of been their guy. You know, they have that quarterback. I can't really – I'm going to look up his name. I can't really remember. But um, kind of looks like some, like, English tea-drinking type guy oh. from his first – when I first saw his picture. kind of freaked me out. So – that's their guy, and which makes me feel good because if I trust any part of our defense, it's our secondary. It's our secondary. Now, with that also being said, though, we got our good linebacker core. Got Chase Hansen. D line stepped up immensely these last two weeks. Those were kind of, it was kind of like a weak point. They weren't getting any pass rush when we played Washington State. Granted, we were doing a three man rush, which was awful. That was the stupidest thing I've ever seen, and it's not Utah defense. I don't know what Morgan Scally was doing. I don't know if he was just, you know, experimenting, whatever it was. Stupid. Wasn't about it. So, with this, if we can shut this guy down, they're going to have to go and submit, per se. You could say just, you know, dip down to their running back. Um, and I, I don't know if that's going to hurt us at all, just because... That's one thing I could see being a problem. Because granted, we haven't seen a solid running back yet since uh, Miles Gaskin when we played Washington. Because when we played... When we played Stanford, Bryce Love was out. Yeah, Bryce Love was out. Then this last week, Arizona doesn't have a running back. So it's kind of like, I wouldn't be surprised if that's where our downfall is a little bit this week. Where we get beat. Just these dudes gaining six yards a time and just getting everything. That's one thing I'm worried about. But... I still truly believe with us being at home, we beat USC most of the time, obviously, at home. We can't beat them on the road. You know, it's really, really a problem. Um, last year was awful when we lost. Um, I still believe that What's-His-Bucket is still open. I can't remember his name now. God, so I don't even want to talk about it. But 
I think our chances are good. I'm predicting the score to be rough. It's not going to be the highest scoring. I don't think we're going to hit 40 points again. I don't really see that happening. I bet you it's going to be like a 24 to 10 type win. Just as long as our offense does their job. We'll call it a 28-14 win. 28, hey, that's solid. Actually, 28-17. 28-17. That's, that's, that's a good call. I like it. I think our defense doesn't let that many points go, but I also don't see our offense getting 28 points. But who knows, right? We could beat these guys 63-4. to four. I don't know. They only get two safeties on us. I'm down for that. Like, that's what happened, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just down for it, you know? So... I'm I'm ready. And I mean hopefully you get to go to the game, right? I mean Tabo was thinking about taking Maybe, you, right? We'll see. We'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, we've got some beef with Tabo. <laughs> Tabo's a might be thinking about taking a girl to the game instead of our boy Madge here. Really frustrating. Nothing's concluded. Nothing is concluded, but frustrating situation. Yeah. We'll keep you updated. We'll keep you posted. But yeah, so that was it for the View from the Hill podcast this week. Thank you guys for giving us listens. Make sure you always go give us a rate. Write a review if you didn't like us, just so we can work on it. Five stars all the time, though, you know what I mean? (laughs) It's just how it goes. Go check out Sports Take. We got good content up all the time. We just put a new one up. Madge was also on that one. It was. It was great. I was gone, so they had to kind of work some things. They got a lot, because they had a few people on this time. So go make sure you go get that rate. Go listen to it. It's awesome. We're down at ESPN there, working the groove on that. Keep on listening, boys. And Madge, thank you. Thank you for coming on. Dude, no problem. My pleasure. My guy, dude. Peace. Gary.